Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Star Wars Lunch Special. The only Star Wars podcast designed to be listened to during your lunch break. Of course, we welcome you to listen anytime, whether during a meal, first thing in the morning, or as a way to drift off to sleep at night. Whenever you can fit us in, we appreciate feeding you with news, rants, loud opinions, and lots of Star Wars. To customize ourselves for a lunch break, we will always try to stick to a 30-minute show. I'm your host, Chad Campbell, a regular on the far superior Talking Sith Pod, and today's lunch special is Episode 9 Rumors with the Side of Fears. Let's get started. Okay, so, uh... Obviously, the biggest news out right now is the Episode 9 trailer. That came out um, just a couple days ago, and I've been watching it, like, almost on a loop. I loved it. I thought they did a great job of making it very emotional. I, I kind of expected them to reveal a little more, and they didn't. They stuck with the, uh, let's hit them in the feels thing. And that was okay, because, you know, as much as we rant about it and fight about it, this is, as far as we know, the last Star Wars movie, at least in the Skywalker saga. Now, is it possible that 30 years from now they'll make 10, 11, and 12? Of course it's possible. Do I want them to? No, of course I don't. Uh, I, I love it the way it is, but if it happens, it happens, and, uh, you know, I don't have much to complain about because I'll probably still go see it anyway. That That's just how I am. Anyway... This Episode 9 trailer, I loved it. I thought they did a fantastic job. And, again, not a ton came out. We see Ray is uh, training. It looks like, and again, I like that this one is a year apart, so that we have a little bit of space. They've actually been able to release some books and a comic series that are going into uh, you know details about what happened during this time. And it's basically been, they've been getting new people to help them out because remember at the end of eight there's like i mean 20 of them left enough to fit on one ship and obviously by this trailer we see a part where there's like you know a billion ships that's a huge number it's not a billion but it's fairly close to a billion and uh so obviously they get people along the way and if you want to know how that happens and if you want to hear them oh please okay let me get something out of the way right here i'm chad campbell i love star wars and i love everything about Star Wars, even the things I don't like. I, I think Episode 2 is, is a bad movie. I think the only reason it works is because we liked Star Wars before we saw it. If that was the first Star Wars movie, I don't think I ever would have watched another one. I loved Episode 8. Um, I think it has flaws. I think it has some pacing issues, some things that are kind of throwaway or were, went out a bit long, but I loved what it said. And it's funny because with that one, with Last Jedi, the more time I can spend apart from it, the more I'm like, you know, eh, it was pretty good, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it type thing. Uh, but every time I watch it, every time I watch it, man, I get those feels again. And I'm like, that was a solid movie. Wow, how can people not like this thing? So, uh, again, I can see the flaws in it, but if you just hate it because Luke didn't get to do what you wanted Luke to do, you know... I, sorry, I guess. I don't know what you expected. And and again, you're coming at this with like 10 years of buildup in your mind, whereas there are 
people who probably, if they had watched episode one through nine in a row, would be mad at how Obi-Wan gets treated. You know, he just runs away. Yoda, this big dude, he's like, ah, had enough, time to retire. Right when the world needs me, all the Jedi run away. And Luke, it seems, right when he was needed, he made a mistake and he runs away. That seems to be the Jedi thing to do. Anyway, I, I didn't even want to talk about that this year. I'm going to have a friend on later, probably, in a future episode, and we'll rant about it. I have a good friend, Jeff, uh, best friend. He is not a huge fan of eight, and I am, and we'll probably debate it at some point on here. Uh, but for now, episode nine. So again, the uh, trailer release, I don't even know where I was starting with this. The trailer released a lot of good stuff. Um, I think it tried to hit us in the feels, especially with C-3PO, the fact that, you know, he could be going. I don't think C-3PO is going to die. I mean, we have seen C-3PO literally torn completely apart. Just his head, disembodied, was still able to talk and know where he is and remember things. So what's going to happen is his memory is probably going to be wiped in some form, or it's going to be replaced with another memory. All of that is possible. I don't really know. But I don't think that, I mean, they'd literally have to show his head blowing up to get rid of C-3PO, and they're just not going to do that. They, that would be such a stupid thing to do. I also, so Emperor Palpatine is obviously in this, right? I mean, we can see at, what is it? Um, I have it right up here. 1.59, two-minute mark. In the trailer, we can see what we assume to be the Emperor Palpatine. I mean, we've heard his voice this whole time. On some kind of floating life support thing going after Rey. Is it possible this is not really him? Yes. I think it's possible that this whole thing is like a force hallucination thing that he's left behind. I don't know. Some weird kind of thing. What I worry about and what it is, okay, um, we're going to take a Harry Potter route with this. That's what I worry about. There's one scene where Kylo and Rey are smashing some Darth... Uh, people have said it's a Darth Vader helmet thing. We're not really sure what it is, but it looks like it's on potentially Cloud City. Um, okay, 151, 152 mark. Kylo Ren and Rey are together, it seems, both smashing this thing. I pray to God that's not a glorified Horcrux, and you have to destroy the Horcruxes to get rid of the evil Emperor Palpatine. I mean, if it goes that route, I guess whatever, but I'll definitely be disappointed, to say the least. I mean, doesn't that seem like a cop-out? Doesn't that seem like nothing original? If it happens, it happens, oh well, I won't bitch, but, well, no, you know what? No, I will bitch. I will justifiably bitch, because that's a cheap ending. But, um, if they do it right... I'll, I'll accept it. Anyway, bottom line, this trailer was great. I think the main thing that made this trailer great, really, is the music. Because, hot damn, John Williams. How old is this man? 86, 88 at this point? And, you know, Episode Nine is going to be, for sure, his last score in the Star Wars series. It's rumored that will be his last score in general. I kind of doubt that. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy... I think he'll go until he dies. He'll work with Steven Spielberg in some form. Or they'll bring him back for something like if they ever actually make that next uh, Indiana Jones movie. But if he does retire with Star Wars Episode Nine, just judging by this trailer, that is going to be a fantastic...
fantastic way to go. Ah, uh, it's going to be awesome. So anyway, yes, I saw the trailer, and I got my tickets right away because, you know, that's how I am. I've gone to, to the Thursday night, 7 p.m. preview, or preview, it's like the kind of opening night thing, for all of them thus far, even for Rogue One and Solo. And I've gone with the same general group of people. We're all getting together. We got perfect middle seats. It was awesome. Tickets went on sale a little earlier than I thought. I thought I'd have to wait at the theater till like 9.30. They went on sale like 8.15, which was very cool. Um, my big thing about Episode Nine is my fear is that it won't be the hit that we think it could be. Um, and I guess what defines a hit is my big thing. Now, I use Box Office Mojo all the time. So Side Rant, Box Office Mojo, like, completely changed everything about themselves today. Unless they've gone back and they have not when I've just looked now. No, they had some amazing stuff up. They changed it all and made it shitty. And you have to pay now, like, $20 a month on IMDb Pro to see full stats on something like that, which is really irritating. I want to be able to watch, or watch, excuse me, I want to be able to read how Star Wars is doing compared to the other Star Wars anytime I want to. Please don't make this become a thing where I have to pay $20 a month to see Star Wars statistics. That's annoying. Anyway, um, if I remember correctly, um, and I'm sure someone can look this up and validate it for me, but Star Wars Force Awakens made like 974 million adjusted. Last Jedi made 620. Okay, that seems like a huge drop. Except that that's doing better than that's holding more of an audience than Episode 2 did after Episode 1 and more of an audience than Episode 5 did. Not to mention you had Rogue One in between. Um so for it to be able to hold that well, that's a big deal. Then um you know, we've had Rogue One and Solo, and now we're going to have Episode 9. Now, on Episode 3 and Episode 6, the final ones of their trilogy, we'll call them, those ones all did a little better than the one before. Not necessarily by a ton. Like, Return of the Jedi only made, like, $20 million more. Uh, episode 3 made, like, 30 or $40 million more. It's not like they go back and match the first one. They don't even come close. This has never happened in Star Wars. Um, but what I worry about here, so for that to happen here, we'd have to say that Rise of Skywalker would make 640 to $650 million to do as well. And, and if it makes that money, it still does way better than Episode 3 ever did. Um, it doesn't do as good as Episode 6, but again, uh, 7 didn't do as good as 4 either, and etc. So... My worry is that 9 won't do that. It won't make 640, 650. I would love it to. But I don't think it will, and here's why. I want to... Every part of me really wants to blame the fans. Um, and not the not the regular fans. Not, not all the fans that I met at Celebration who are awesome. I'm talking about the toxic fans. The people who go online. The trolls. The people who go online and just talk shit about anything that Disney does with Star Wars, and they, they go and ejaculate to any Marvel thing they can get, except for Captain Marvel, of course, because that had a woman in it. But for some reason, we've just completely decided that we hate 
Disney Star Wars because we didn't get the loop we wanted or something. And it's just dumb, and it's so petty, and we fight over the dumbest things, and we won't even give things a chance. Sometimes we're just like, whatever, I'm, I'm done with it. It didn't go the way that I had planned out in my mind, so it's not good. Well, guys, that's not how movies work. Ryan Johnson was allowed to do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and I think he did a fantastic job. And, and people argue it's not a good movie. People who are arguing it's not a good movie have never made movies, have never wrote a script, they've never done anything like that. They, they just, their version of a good movie is how true it is to what they're used to in the Star Wars formula. Star Wars formula does not make a good movie, though, guys. So then I hear it's a good movie, it's a bad Star Wars movie. Okay, I can't argue that it didn't meet your expectations of Star Wars, but that then you have to admit, it's not a good Star Wars movie with the Star Wars that I am used to and have created in my mind. The boundaries I've set up in my mind, it didn't meet those. Well, I guess sorry about that, that it didn't meet your own mind boundaries, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. Anyway, we argued about this forever, right? And it was very toxic online. It was just terrible. And through it all, I think Star Wars lost some people, like the general audience. I think it lost some people because we seemed to have to have a side. And if we liked it, we were a moron. You know, we were just, we had no idea what we were talking about. We were stupid. It wasn't even open for debate. It was just that we were idiots. And it's been hard to kind of show people that Star Wars doesn't have a huge toxic fandom when there's so many loud people that are just completely toxic. You know what drives me nuts, though, is that people online, they, they bitch about this stuff. They're like, they should have listened to George. Dude, when Disney bought it out, we were all bitching about how much we hated the prequels. When George's name was not attached, we didn't go, well, that's dumb. Why would they do that? That's just rude. No, we were like, good. And then, slowly, in like 2016-ish, all these younger people who grew up with the prequels started to get on social media. They love the prequels. They love George. They think he's nothing but great. He isn't. But they think he is. So they don't care about the original trilogy as far as, like, you know, not the special editions. Darth Vader yelling no at the end is, is canon, and, and they ejaculate to that shit. But... That, to me, is not really the Star Wars that I knew. I'm not a huge fan of the prequels, but I don't hate them. Um, but I've loved 7, 8, and 9. And now these people who... It's so funny because they love 1, 2, and 3. They hate 7, 8, and 9. It's just like the people who love 4, 5, 6 and hated 1, 2, 3. And now, in 15 years, we're going to have people coming out that love all of them. I can't wait for that, because I am a Star Wars fan in the sense that I love everything. I love every detail of this stuff. 1 through 9, uh, well, I can't say I love 9 yet, but 1 through 8, I enjoy them for what they are. Do I think they're great, all of them? No. But they still move me and affect me in a positive way. I love Star Wars for its stupidity. Uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. 
I love that. I've made my own special Blu-ray of that. That's how crazy that is. Um, these, there was a vinyl album that came out called Christmas in the Stars that has C-3PO and R2-D2 singing Christmas songs with art by the original artists, and uh, you know it was overseen by George Lucas. This is real, okay? So, damn, if you if you think Last Jedi ruined Star Wars, I don't know what Star Wars you've been... You've just been picking and choosing what is Star Wars to you. Star Wars has so much bullshit in its past, and I love it. I love all of it. It has so many contradictions. It has so much stupidity. It has changed its mind a bajillion times. But I love it. I love all of that. I love all of Star Wars. One thing Star Wars had in the past, though, that I think didn't affect it as much as it will now is a constant barrage of films. So we talked about stupid fans, right? Um, stupid fans have a, will potentially affect Episode Nine, but I think one thing that's really going to affect Episode Nine is that these movies are no longer an event. Episode 9 is going to seem like the most event one because we have had 18 months in between, right? I mean, that's a pretty good way to time, but not really. When Episodes 4 through 6 came out, the original Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi, we started in 77, ended in 83. Within six years, we had three movies, and that, that was it. You know, there were toys and stuff in between, but there were no TV shows. Oh, well, to be fair, uh, there was the Star Wars uh, Holiday Special, but we try not to talk about that, despite my absolute love for it, and I will definitely talk about it um, in the future. Probably around, you know, the holidays, that would make more sense. But, besides that, we really didn't have a lot of Star Wars things coming out. When Disney has bought them out, within four years... Within four years, we will have five movies, two TV series, an animated and a live action, a theme park, three video games, multiple books and multiple series happening, and a literal endless line of comic book series. I mean, I'm serious when I say there's like 12 comic book series that are happening. Oh, and I guess technically we've had four uh, video games because we did have the Vader Immortal? Is that what we called it? Vader Down? Vader something, a VR game. Um, which seemed really cool. I have not played it yet. If you have, let me know um, if it's worth playing because I don't have a VR headset. I have an arcade around here that has one, and I've kind of wanted to run it out to play it. I just don't know if it's worth the price. So let me know if you have played it. Um, I'm interested. Anyway, that aside, obviously we have had a lot of stuff coming out with Star Wars. Star Wars is everywhere. That's cool for me as a Star Wars fan. I mean, this is like peak time. A live-action Star Wars show. I am beyond pumped for The Mandalorian. I think this is going to be one of the coolest things ever. Um, I am excited that they're going to bring Clone Wars back for a final season. I love the announcement of the Kenobi series. And, uh, you know, all that is just getting me super pumped. The problem is that... I am a huge Star Wars fan already, so I will embrace all of these things. The average person, though, this is burnout. Star Wars is not Marvel, and I completely think the mistake was that they thought it was. 
Marvel has a lot of characters that are completely different, and then you can unite them for certain movies. Star Wars has not worked that way. It's always had these characters united for things. If you want to send them in one-offs, that's fine, but they'll just do okay. For example, Solo. Solo did not do great at the box office. First off, it was released just a few months after Last Jedi had divided everybody, but also, nobody really gave a shit about a Solo movie. A Solo TV series, that I think would have been much more intelligent, but that's not what we got. We got a Solo movie, and, and that's fine, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was, I mean, it's probably my least favorite Star Wars movie besides Episode 2, just because it was okay, but it wasn't bad at all, but it gave me no reason to want to go see it again. There was no hype factor in this. This was just fine. So I feel like they mistook who their fans were and, and how Star Wars has worked in the past. It hasn't worked by releasing a billion things at once. Hell, even after epi during episodes one through three, we really just had those movies every three years apart we didn't have movies in between we really didn't even have a tv show we may have had i can't remember if the like flash animated uh clone war series was at that time the one produced by the samurai samurai jack guy i don't remember because there was two clone war series but for sure the uh main clone war series that came after and really after three movies there was a burnout, because they tried to release Star Wars The Clone Wars in theaters, the first, like, four episodes, and it did not do well. You know, hardly anyone wanted to go see it. Was it, like, a massive bomb? No, I guess not. But, I mean, Solo did better than that. But again, Solo is a one-off adventure with one of the people about their origins that we don't necessarily care about. To me, it's comparable to an Ant-Man movie, and it did as well at the box office as Ant-Man. You know, we, we didn't look at Ant-Man and say, that's a huge bomb. No, of course not. We didn't expect it to be a huge hit. Solo, we looked at and we went, that's a huge bomb. Because we are not used to these kinds of movies in Star Wars. We're, expect, we're expecting and used to Star Wars being the cream of the crop making an insane amount of money. So my fear with Episode Nine is that we have been bombarded with all of this stuff. We have had fan division. It is no longer an event, and we are getting a lot of burnout. So, I think that what's going to happen is Star Wars Episode Nine is going to come out and do good. I think it will do as good as Rogue One. But I don't think it will make it to 640, 650 million. I hope it does. I seriously, seriously hope it does. That would be awesome and for me that would be so satisfying to my inner feud i have with these star wars fans who who want it to bomb who who want nothing but to see the death of this disney franchise and to laugh at disney now mind you 500 550 million is nothing to laugh at but they'll, they'll still find a way they'll say it's the only one in the trilogy that didn't make more than the second one and they'd be right. So you could take that as a loss. However, you could argue that for the average moviegoer, Rogue One was the middle of the series. And Last Jedi did better than Rogue One. That followed the trilogy pattern of doing about half as good 
as the first one, and then the third one doing better. And then the fourth one coming out, which we've only ever had experience before that with the animated Clone Wars movie, um, didn't do that great because we were kind of burned out. Now we're doing a fifth one, which we have literally no experience with. Will people know that this is episode nine? Will they really know the difference? And will they think it's worth seeing in theaters after they've seen so many of them recently? And will they even really care anymore? I think they will care, but I don't think it'll be the same business. And again, I fear that people will latch onto that and say, look, we did it. We killed Star Wars. And then they'll ejaculate over the Mandalorian and uh, the Cassian Andor series and the Kenobi series and the new season of Clone Wars that will be going on. And then Disney will just no longer care much about the Star Wars movies. They won't put as much money into them or effort, and they'll focus on TV shows. And then we'll get a burnout with that because already we have like four television series of Star Wars that are going to be running simultaneously. And while I enjoy Star Wars, I don't know if I'm going to watch all four. And it's been possible for people to keep up with the universe before, and I worry that we'll make that impossible. We're turning Star Wars, we're modeling it after Marvel, and we are hoping that it can do it. And I think it can, but not with the same, no, probably with the same amount of money. That's, that's the thing. It'll, it'll do it, but with the same amount of money. Not a lot of people watch the Luke Cage show on Netflix. It was a hit, don't get me wrong, but it was not as big a hit as we associate with Star Wars. And we're going to have to either fix it and make Star Wars an event, or stop associating massive success with Star Wars. Because that's not fair to keep pushing it like this and still expect it to be perfect every time. And still expect it to make millions upon millions of dollars. Even the Clone Wars TV series was never the highest rated program on the network. Not once. Even Rebels has not been the highest rated. And whatever one they're on now, ah, whatever the latest kids one is, still not the highest rated series on the network. But... We just have put this pressure on it. And a lot of that comes from the fandom, and a lot of that comes from Disney. But I worry that we're reaching a point of burnout with Episode 9. Uh, guys, watch the preview for Episode 9 again. And if you haven't bought your tickets already, you should. And if you're not going to buy tickets because you're one of those guys who's like, well, I didn't like uh, anything so far, so I'm not going to watch it. Oh, take that back. I did like Rogue One. Okay. If that's, a, if that's you, great. I'm glad you exist. Go listen to another podcast. Do you, do both of us a favor and go get your pleasure somewhere else. Because I'm not here for you. That's not what, what I'm talking about. I, I'm sorry that Disney has disappointed you by not letting Luke show up and be a massive hero. But get over yourself. Anyway, guys, Episode 9 trailer. What have you thought? Um... Have you bought your tickets for Episode 9? And if not, why not? Huh? Come on. Do it. Are you going to go see Episode 9 multiple times? Do you want Episode 9? Do you think Episode 9 is going to be able to beat Last Jedi at the box office? Or do you expect it to not do as well as a result of the overexposure that we've been given and of the, uh, the wars that we've been having within the fandom? 
Let me know all of that. Uh, let me know what else you guys. This is my first podcast. All right. I've I've done a podcast before. Talking Sith Pod. It's fantastic. I love working with those guys. I have a lot to say sometimes. This is my first solo one. Did it suck? Please, if it sucked, tell me. I want to know. Tell me what would make it more interesting. Um, I am going to be bringing other people on sometimes for debates and things like that. I am not going to always be talking about like the latest Star Wars news. I like it, but I'm so not that guy. Um, so what I'll probably end up doing from time to time is, like I did earlier, talk about the Christmas special, talk about Christmas in the Stars, talk about the disco album, talk about all the Star Wars stuff that Lucasfilm has tried to avoid for all these years, that Disney's no longer made canon, stuff I love about Star Wars. And I'll go on rants about things, kind of as I did in this, against uh, Episode Eight haters and all that other stuff. Guys, uh, wasn't this just one of the best lunches that you've ever had? And if you liked what we digested here today and want to keep up with our lunch specials, be sure to look for us on Facebook and Instagram under Star Wars Lunch Special, as well as right here on your local podcast source. If you have any questions or topics you'd love to hear us discuss, please email us at StarWarsLunchSpecial at gmail.com and leave a review on Spotify and whatever platform that you are currently using. We are an independent podcast run by Manic fans and not associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or really anything professional. As always, may the Force be with you, enjoy your lunch, and keep circulating the tapes.